Welcome to Ethernautica, the actual play podcast playing a combination Space 1889 and Call of Cthulhu game. I am your game master, and joining me today, starting in clockwise order, Stylus! And who you're playing today, Stylus? <gasps> Dr. Jimmy and everybody's favorite Daske. Hello. Hi, it's Kelly. I'm playing Rose Worthington and Alana Rogers. Okay. Hi, it's Mike. I'm playing, uh... Sparks and uh, Ralph. <laughs> you had to check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and joining us as a special guest today. Hi, I'm Morgan, and we'll be finding out more about my character later. Okay. And let's jump right into it with a recap of our last episode. Last time on Ethernautica, Daisuke, Dr. Jimmy, and Ralph defeat the Buzzsaw Cyborg as Rose takes her first steps in her new body. Alana joins the others as the mysterious cat reappears and leads them to a secret room set up to observe Dr. Frankenstein's mind transfer procedure. After a startling incident that results in Hellcat Pauline shooting Dr. Jimmy in the hand, they go in search of Frankenstein's other robot, only to hear the doctor's scream. So Sparks, how you doing buddy? Alright. So we're at a bar in Newtown. Actually, no, we're in Undercity at this point. But the bartender's name is Erasmus. He's a tall pioneer man with red eyes and pale skin, balding. And uh, he's cleaning a glass and he comes over to you and he says, How you doing there, buddy? You need another one? Uh, yeah. Whatever you got that's strong, Raspberry. My name is Erasmus, bud. Sure thing, Raspberry. Okay. So he just kind of... Shrugs it off. He doesn't care. You're paying your you you pay your tab. You you're a person who's been in here for a couple of times. So he pulls down and gives you another uh, shot of whiskey and puts it down in front of you. So there's uh, there's a lot of people in this bar. It seems to be a bit of a rough bar. Uh, there are cyborgs and old soldiers. In one of the corners, you can probably see a group of ex-German soldiers from Venus. They're just hanging out. You know, you see them every once in a while. They've basically scattered to the wind at this point. Morgan. Yes? You walk into the bar, and you feel something. Roll perception and vitality. Okay, oh god. Um, okay, so, um, <coughs> that's a one for alertness, also fitting, and two for vitality. You can tell the person you're looking for is sitting at the, or is around the bar area. So, time to triangulate. Okay, so there are three empty, so there are uh, three patrons sitting at the bar. There's a woman uh, in flashy clothes and feathers sitting at one end of the bar. There is a man in, by the way, what does Sparks wear? Okay, there's a man wearing clothes, drinking whiskey in the middle of the bar, and then there are two gruff, dirty individuals sitting at the other end of the bar. There's also a large pioneer man, pioneers being pale, uh, space-dwelling humans uh, behind the bar tending, so it could be any of these individuals. 
well, conveniently enough, being a grad student, I can basically pass as dazed and confused under probably any circumstances, because all you need to social engineer your way through anything is a clipboard. Um, mm -hmm. So I've got, uh, what's the 1889 equivalent of um, a spiral notebook, just a bound notebook. Okay, yeah, just basically a, a bound notebook. So I'm just wandering back and forth um, with the notebook, acting like I'm trying to make sense of my own scribbled notes from when I was sleep-deprived and or drunk, hard to say. <laughs> and just walking back and forth, attempting to triangulate um, to what I can sense so that I can pinpoint without just tapping everyone on the shoulder and acting like I'm trying acting like I'm trying to get drugs or something because that might be frowned upon slightly. Okay, so Sparks, there is a there is a person walking back and forth behind you. Now there most people this bar isn't very full right now because it's uh, the middle of the day and there are people on the bar to the there's a bar fly to your right. And there are two mining engineers to your left, and there are people at tables and in booths. But she's the only one who's walking back and forth behind you. Kind of out of character. Well, sure. I need history. Okay. Have I caused any explosions in this bar before <laughs> in the past? Yes. That's why you're not allowed to sit at a booth anymore. You have to sit at the bar where the bartender can keep an eye on you. Hands on the table. Hands on the table. <laughs> Hands on the table. Okay. He also had he also has a bucket of water to drop things that might explode into behind the bar. A shot of whiskey has a straw. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all you're allowed to do. The money's good, but don't fuck anything up. Fair enough. Okay, so there's a woman walking back and forth behind you. You don't really have a very good look at her because don't really have a reason to turn around. I'm drinking. Okay. Morgan, your character has a hunched short individual, another pioneer, dirty, smells awful, is shuffling up towards you and says, hey, what you looking to buy? Uh, I'm kind of... Because you look like you're buying something. I got it. I got everything you need, sweet cheeks. Um, sorry. I've got exams coming up, so... Oh, I... so you need to stay awake. You need to stay awake. I got uppers. I've got memorization drugs. I've got learning drugs. I you want some learning drugs? covered. Thank you. So what you looking for? What you doing doing standing around here? What, you taking notes? You taking notes for the cops? You taking notes for my competition? What you doing here? And okay. grabs your arm and is, like, kind of shaking you at this point. And, like, what you doing here? What you writing down? Well, I was going to um, see if I could put him to sleep with techno babble, but now that he's touched me, roll to intimidate, I guess. <laughs> okay, that would be your discipline. And five total. All right, so roleplay your intimidation of him. Um, I assume I'm taller than he is? Yes, by like two feet. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, by the way, my character is six feet tall, just to play against type for once. Which oh. makes you the third tallest person in in the game right now. <laughs> yeah, so I glare down at the little man and go, I said I am quite taken care of. Thank you. You may go. Do you do any uh, physical intimidation? Um, eyes wide and showing teeth. Okay, fair enough. So, by the way, uh, what does your visage look like from, like, the neck up? Um, I right would now. say just, um, 
what looks almost like tattoos, except they appear more painted, um, of just white swirls and patterns on my head, because no hair and bald heads um, need a little decoration. Okay, so the, the little gruff man is holding his hands up and says, geez, geez, okay, whatever, whatever. And he backs away and he shuffles back into a corner. So now, being very close to the individual you're looking for, you can detect who it is. He's been around some kind of temporal distortion. So what are you going to do? I approach the slightly suspicious-looking character. Uh, excuse me, do you happen to be acquainted with a Dr. Frankenstein? I look up. Who? <laughs> so standing next to you, or slightly behind you, is a tall woman with no hair, sort of exotic features, slightly pointed ears, and a skin-tight black and silver bodysuit. Yeah, and what skin shows is uh, dark brown, and also painted or tattoos might not be the easiest to tell, white swirls on the head. Who wants to know? Oh, you wouldn't know me, I'm just a <clears throat> student at... But probably not Miskatonic University. <laughs> you can make up whatever name you want. <laughs> at some university... Yeah, can we edit and post that I thought of something witty? No, I'm just... A university I'm sure you've never heard of because... Space MIT. <laughs> <laughs> Smith. You're going to Smith. Yes. Uh, let's go that, That's that. canon now. That's canon now. You come from... You, you're part of uh, Smith University. Yes. It probably either stands for something else or that was the founder's name. Yes. But... <laughs> okay, so, so yes, I'm from Smith University and I'm studying... And I'm looking to start an internship with Dr. Frankenstein, but my university, he basically said, good luck, you can study with her if you can find her. I'm just hoping someone here will have information by chance. Are you acquainted with her? I mean, yes. I'm, I mean, sure, I can take you to Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, would you please? It would mean so much to me. Alright, yeah, just... I guess let me finish this drink. Oh, that's no problem at all. Please take your time. What do I have to do to make an explosion check? Uh, roll uh, willpower and alertness, and any perception you might have. 18. Uh, you did not make a bomb at the bar. However, also, remember, you do have your grenade launcher next to the, uh, le basically leaning against the bar next to the stool you're sitting on. Oh. So you two are, uh, after you finish your drink, you're going to take her to Dr. Frankenstein? Sure. Okay. Jumping away from that for a moment, in Casa de Frankenstein, or the Frankenstein Clinic, let's call it, Rose, you're in a new body. It feels tingly. Not as tingly as it was earlier, but it feels your lungs, just like this air, is just amazing. Like, you feel like you're in the countryside. Dr. Frankenstein has left. And there is, in the room with you, your previous body. Yeah, she's been not looking at that yet. But at this point, there's nothing else to keep her, like, distracted. She's dressed. Hellcat Pauline's doing what Hellcat Pauline does and shoot through walls. Yep. Um, Indiscriminately, so it seems like. She, Rose is gonna slowly kind of look over to what she was in, like, 15 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. So it'll just look like a dead body. Roll comprehension. Body is not breathing. It is staring glassy-eyed at the ceiling. There is a small, not 
a gushing, but a trickle of blood coming out of the eyeballs, like tears. So roll me some sanity. <laughs> five. You take five uh, points of uh, distress. I have all this distress, like, piling up. I don't know what it's doing. So I'm going to have you roll a resist roll. Eight. Basically, at this point, you are freaking out. You are sitting down, and you just can't take your she eyes. She wasn't standing, sitting down at that point. She probably is sitting down now. Yeah. Probably on the floor. Staring at <laughs> Okay, so you're sta- sitting on the floor, and you're staring at the body. So you're going to be here for a little while. I imagine that would be the case. So, Daisuke, you are heading off towards the direction of where you heard Frankenstein screaming. So you are heading down a corridor... Well, I imagine everyone in that... Well, at least Alana would be, too. Okay, so, hang on. So, Daisuke has left the small room. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is... I just, I'm I just left following. everybody else. Nobody... Daisuke. So, Ralph. Yeah. Okay, so Ralph and Alana follow Daisuke. Know about the dentist who had been just shot at. Yeah. Oh, he's he's trailing along. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys walk back through, down the corridor. The four of you, uh, Alana, Sir Ralph, Daisuke, and Jimmy Dean are heading down towards where the screaming was coming from. So you're heading down, and at the end of the far end of the corridor, you see a figure turn the corner and come walking purposefully towards you. It is Dr. Frankenstein, and she is covered in blood. Her hands and arms are covered in blood up to her shoulders, and there's splatter on her chest and face. But she's not even paying attention to that. She is holding two objects in her hand. Uh, They are severed heads swathed in black, and she's holding them by the black cloths. And she walks up to you guys, and it's like, Well, I found two of the intruders, she says, holding up the severed heads. But it wrecked my robot. (laughs) And she's just, and then she just throws the heads on the floor. Do they look like the, the other guy? Yes. Except they have human eyes instead of, like, glassy robot eyes. Good job. Okay, so, Alana, I'm going to need your help. We're going to accelerate things a little bit. And she's mostly talking to herself at this point, and kind of, like, just pacing a little bit. Okay, I have everything I need. I did the test run. We should be good. I know more of these idiots are probably going to come to the facility. It's okay. We've got this. When she says idiots, Alana will look at Daisuke and Ralph. Okay. And, and... Jimmy Dean, if he's there too. They like a Daisuke and Jimmy are just carumph at the, the <laughs> not, not like just grump, grumble at the, the, the. Everyone's calling them stupid, and one of them knows for damn sure he isn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm just glad the GM gave us a description of who was coming down the hall because I would have shot at the darkness. Test <laughs> <laughs> magic does. missile at the darkness. Yes. yes. Alana just doesn't know at all what Frankenstein is talking about, so she's just trying to follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like. Okay, 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 I got this. He just interrupts her and says, Orders? Oh, um, okay. Very serious expression on his face. Okay. Jimmy's kind of standing behind everybody else, doesn't want to get near her when she's like this. Oh, she's in one of their moods. We've seen her before at the convention like this. Three survived. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've got this. I've got this. Don't one of you have that dagger that absorbs blood? I forget which one of you guys it is says Dr. Frankenstein. Alana will shake her head. Do you have it? Points at Ralph. What? Do you have the Blackstone dagger? The one that absorbed blood? Sure. Okay, well. And she hands you a, a strange vial of green glowing glop. And I'm just gonna drink it. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, like right there. 
Really? Yes. <laughs> She's holding it out. She hasn't given it. I mean, anything that glows green is good. Puts his tongue I mean, around it. Pops the this morning. Right. All right. Roll your agility. I'm gonna roll Frankie's agility. Seven. Oh fuck! She botched. You drank it. <laughs> Breakfast. Okay, Mike, roll a new character. Fuck your plot, bitch! <laughs> and she just holds her hands out and goes, What? What have you done? You just killed us all! Oh, I thought you were handing us lunch. Uh, okay, so... Mike, roll initiative. Uh, <laughs> nine? He's my companion, so I will have Daisuke roll just in case. Alright, she looks like she's getting ready to punch you. Sir Ralph. Uh, like agility. How? She's lining up. She's carrying two heads. She threw those on the floor. Oh, okay. She puts a hand on your shoulder and winds up an arm. <clears throat> Daisuke is at six. Does Di- does anyone else want to interfere with this? Alana does not. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, she fades dodge. Into is that avoid harm? Uh, uh, dodge. Uh, basically, you roll your unless you have athletics. Dodge. No. Okay, roll your agility. That's it. Yeah. Can he just roll his base athletics? Yeah, you can roll your base ath- athletics, too. Oh. What? Where is she aiming this punch? She's- it looks like she's going to hit him in the gut. Seven. That does not defeat mine, so basically she hits you in the gut for six stun. Okay. Also, now roll a resistance. Eight. Ah, oh, okay, so you don't throw up. It's like... Damn it, you need to vomit that shit out now! Why? Because we need to feed it to the dagger. Daisuke will pull the dagger out, and then he will basically, <laughs> he's already behind her with the other dagger at her neck and saying, Why? Because we need to give it to the cuckoo. I'm going to assume you haven't dealt with many immigrants, so please explain. The cuckoo, it's a small black object that talks. You know, honestly, I have come into contact with many of these things. <laughs> okay, if you just let me go, I will go do my experiment and I'll leave it to you all to figure out. But you need to get that blood to the Kaku so that I can get my crystals and get off the planet. Not good enough. Explain further. Do you know what Zothium is? Please explain more. You're getting closer and closer with the dagger. I see, like, like, just, it's like kind of resting on her shoulder. It's like, I really, you, you assume I am an idiot. So explain to me, like I am an idiot. Zothium is the rarest crystal in the galaxy. It will allow me to travel through time. You take the cuckoo and you add the blood of a dimensional shambler. It will turn it into Zothium crystals. I need it for my experiments. If you want, I can also use it to send you all where you want to go. Jimmy will... He's already heard this uh, that's going on here. Daisuke will just pull the dagger back and say, and take a very big step back away from her mm-hmm. and say, thank you. And then Jimmy will basically jam his uh, remaining finger down uh, Dr. Uh, um, Sir, Ralph. <laughs> Sir Ralph's throat. It's like, alright, give it up! Give it up! Give it up! <laughs> Are you trying to resist him now? No. Okay, roll resistance again. Five. Basically, roll your uh, unarmed and agility and beat five. Is he fighting me? Are no, fighting but you're you're this is this is a physiological fighting. thing. Okay, so I don't think I have anything on unarmed and agility would be a D4. <laughs> he can't even make it. Okay, roll medical as well. 13. Okay, so Sir Ralph, you vomit. And 
Uh, let's say you vomit directly on Dr. Frankenstein, and she's just standing there like, this is not my day. Oh, I'm gonna look at Frankenstein and hold up the stun baton like, this? <laughs> and she just shakes her head. Okay. Like, no, no. Scary Japanese man, could you use the dagger and get this green goop up into the knife? But you're covered in blood, too. It doesn't matter. Daisuke will, or could you allow me hand her okay. the the bloody dagger? So she uses it to clean both the quote unquote human <laughs> blood off of her, as well as the green gloop, and it gets sucked up by the knife pretty efficiently. Where is Brock? I think he's with well, he was with the lizard. I don't know anymore. Where do you have a lizard? I don't have a lizard. What are you talking about, a lizard? Cockroaches? Plenty of cockroaches. They're all throughout the facility. I can't kill them fast enough. I have little robots going around trying to kill them. Where does the food bot go when it's done with food? And she turns around and she points to a door. But as she does so, the facility shakes. There is a massive explosion that has gone off. And she says, Oh, what the fuck is that? Okay, it should be down that corridor and first door on your right. I need Alana. Come with me. We need to set up a machine in preparation. So she starts to walk back the way she came towards where Rose is. Alana happily <coughs> follows because machines she knows. Okay. So she's heading back in that direction. Now, Daisuke and Sir Ralph and Jimmy Dean are left in the corridor. Jimmy follows her. Follows Frankenstein. No, uh, well, uh, yeah, just goes with them. The smart things are happening over there. Okay, so <laughs> follows Doctor Frankenstein. So and Alana, and Alana. So Ralph and and Daisuke are in the corridor, and there was a door pointed to. After you. Yeah, I guess right. if that's where Brock's at, supposedly. Psychopaths this way, sociopaths that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you. Uh, uh, not feeling good. Roll a vitality and alertness close botch. That's a three. <laughs> you start to kind of see time. Like, you can see time. You can see through time. You can see yourself walking down the corridor and doing a variety of things. You see yourself walking past the door to your right. You see yourself trying to struggle with the door knob to your right. It's locked. And you also see yourself wandering off aimlessly, like spinning in circles. This is all in your vision in front of you. You also see one version of yourself walking farther down the corridor, being grabbed by a shadowy figure on the ceiling and yanked off your feet and a loud, snappy, bloody sound. Okay. Can I make a, a run, charge, kick door on the right corridor? Sure. Yes. Do you share any of this with Daisuke? No. Roll unarmed and agility. Seven. You bust the door down. Yay! So, you're in a dark room now. By the way, Daisuke, are you following this guy who's yeah, just- This is where we knew, like, right. we were told to go this way. So, basically, you're in a dark, stinky, like, kitchen-type area with lots of whirring Rube Goldberg machines all over the place. They're just, like, random arms that are, like, holding burnt toast, and, you know, you see, like- And also, there's hens in the room going, and they're in cages, sitting on top of other, like, tubes and machines and stuff. Are they green? The chickens, uh, roll a, an alertness. Seven. Nine. Okay, you see that the chickens are three feet tall, sitting down, and they have brilliant 
blue and red feathers. I don't think this is where the eggs came from. <laughs> and the uh, the chickens also, they're when they're not looking at you, they go... Buck, 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 buck. But when they look at you, they go... After you. <laughs> they're in cages, though. Good. After you. Um, Brock? I've, I'm here. You hear Brock very quietly say, I'm here. But he sounds like he's far away, which is weird because... <laughs> Even when you were far away from him, he sounded like he was right there. Oh, you take that shit now. You go now. You now you get in distance. Drink more. Lick your uh, <laughs> lick your lips. Try to get more down. Vitality and alertness. Do I feel anything different about the dagger now that it's been? Uh, it's warmer. A lot warmer. Eight. It's been feeding a lot. How much different <clears throat> is the? Uh, is that? Is is it like? Changed at it all? It doesn't gain mass. It it doesn't gain any mass, but it is warmer. Eight. Okay, you feel him in a particular direction. There's a giant machine next to you, and you feel like Brock is somewhere inside this huge machine. I point to the machine and look at Daisuke. Brock. He's gotten so big. (laughs) They grow up so fast. This machine is about two meters deep and about three meters high and about five meters wide. What is it? Uh, it has little doors and one. Is it labeled? Out. It has it has a, a little uh, two by two door on the floor, and out of it comes a little rolling robot. <clears throat> you knew this was coming. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's a little rolling robot. Anything about it? it is is, a, is there a tray on it or anything like that? Is this the robot that came brought our food? It is similar. It is very similar. It, it might be even the same one, but it does not have a tray on top of it. And it is zipping by and goes through another hole in the wall on the other side of the room. Okay, Brock is in the, the direction thing that, that it came out. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's deep in this thing. Yes. Okay. I, I, I can stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to just shoot at it. The machinist left. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to start pumping rounds. In yeah, just thing. start shooting. That's awesome. <laughs> However... Uh, I'm going to jump away for a second to Dr. Frankenstein, <laughs> Jimmy Dean, and Alana, who are heading down a corridor. You head uh, back down the corridor until you reach the intersection. And when you reach the intersection, there is loud discussion. And Dr. Frankenstein stops and peeks around the corner into the operating theater and goes, Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh, okay, this way. Opposite. You're right at the T intersection. To the left is the operating theater where she says shit. And then to the left is a door where she runs. Who's following her and who's peeking into the operating theater? Uh, Jimmy will take a quick peek. Okay. There is a large... You don't even have to check for this, but there is a large woman in... A Polynesian woman in blue armor. And she is standing there with a mechanical arm that very obviously has implements of death strapped to it. And she's just, you know, holding it up, and she's saying, you know, but by the way, the implements of death aren't painted the same color as the arm, and they're also pirates milling around her, like a lot of pirates, and they are just breaking shit and, like, flipping over tables and just looking for stuff. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, so do you... Interact with them, or do you? Fucking way! (laughs) 
I don't okay. think Alana would have even looked. She would have just been like, well, this is the way we're going now. And okay. she's following Frankenstein. Okay, so do you follow Frankenstein or do you run in a different direction? Dr. Jimmy isn't going to... What's he going to do? He's going to follow the doctor. Okay. He doesn't want any of this noise. <laughs> so the doctor runs into the corridor and immediately to her left goes down and you see the, the secret passageway that leads into the mirror room. And then she doesn't go into that. She turns immediately to her right and then makes another right turn and into a door. So she goes in there and suddenly there's a huge room on the other side of this door with aura rays all over the place. Huge balls of brass in symbolizing stars and planets and moons and they're rotating around each other and this whole room is just filled with them. All the floor space which isn't filled with these because these are also coming out of walls and ceilings and they're intricately aligned to show the positions of the stars and planets. There are also difference engines all over the place and she turns to Alana, and it's like, Alana? Alana's probably, like, distracted by all of the yes. things. <laughs> Alana, how much experience do you have with difference engines? With astrogation computers? Alana, I need you to focus. What? I need you to go to that difference engine, and I need you to bring up the time period for the 3rd of October, 1930. She'll <clears throat> go over and attempt to do that? Okay. So that Dr. Jimmy, what is he like? Can I roll? I want to know if he understands this. What would I roll for that? Okay, so yeah, uh, deduction and intelligence. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. How, how fucked does he know everything is just by looking at it? <laughs> you know what these are? These are astrogation computers. They're designed to show the position of the planets and how to transport through them. You also heard Zothium crystals mentioned, which you know, everyone knows in this time period, are for traveling through time and space. Incredibly rare. Like, kingdoms have been founded on less. He's gonna try to, like, take some of that, uh, that blood and just kind of put it in one of his little containers on, in his arm. It's just like, this shit right here. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say you have some splattered on you. Yeah, just kind of to, trying to keep a sample of it later for later. Okay. So basically now Dr. Frankenstein is also at an astrogation readout and is desperately trying to calculate the position of planets at a certain time next year. He just sighs and just like waits for her. Like he's just kind of sitting by the door watching. Look, look, because he, kn he knows there's a shitload of pirates over there. And is there any way of like blocking the door? Uh, there is a large cabinet that you can push in there's front no of the door. There's no lock on the door? Uh, there is a lock. Okay. You can deadbolt it, yeah, <laughs> click, and then do you want to push something in front of the door? With my D4? Sure. Okay, give me a burst of strength. <laughs> Roll burst of strength for me. Oh, eight. Eight. You push the cabinet in front of the doors, completely blocking it. Very happy about myself. Just, I, like, I don't get to, I don't get to be a man very often, <laughs> but I am manly right now. Elana, okay, roll your technician and intelligence. Three. You do get a printout, so you get a punch card printed out. Okay. So it, yeah, it succeeded. Okay, so you have something. All right, jumping back to Rose. Pauline is crouching beside you and is like between you and the body you're staring at. And she's like blocking your view. And she has her hands on your shoulder. She's not holding the cat or the gun anymore. And she's <laughs> that's, just. That's reassuring. And she's basically saying. 
Rose, are you here with me? And roll a resistance. Twelve. You pay attention to her, but you're kind of dissociated right now. So you recognize that this is Pauline. You know this face. And you say her name. And Pauline is gently kind of not shaking you, but rocking your shoulders. And is, are you okay? She'll just kind of shake her head no, but trying to keep her eyes on Pauline. Pauline stands up and she grabs, she rummages through a cabinet, like throwing random things on the floor, like breaking glass and shit. She doesn't give a shit about any of this stuff. But she finds a sheet and she throws it over the body. And it's like, okay, it's not there now. She, instead of standing, sitting in front of you, she sits beside you and like puts an arm around you and is like patting you on the shoulder and it's like, it's okay. It's okay. Just take your time. Take your time. But meanwhile, back in the kitchen, you are firing at the big block machine. Yes. Okay, I am going to have you roll your strength and heavy weapon skill. Eat. You're making slow progress, denting up and cutting oh, through this machine. Point blank range? Yeah, it's a big slab of metal, but you are knocking panels off of it. Okay, I'm gonna like just <clears throat> tap his shoulder to stop. <laughs> and he's just like, very good, that will do, that will do. And they start pull, like, you know, I'm assuming he stopped shooting when mm-hmm. I did that. Uh, right. did you? Did you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will lift the barrel away from the gut for the thing. Just... <laughs> I don't really trust him. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll throw some crystals over into the middle of the room. So <laughs> <laughs> just walk over. Yes. And he starts ripping the rest of the panels off and digging through. Okay. Uh, he has no idea what he's looking at. So he's just, pull, he's just trying to make his way, looking for a shiny rock. He's like, come here, you stupid demon little piece of pebble. And just mumbling. <laughs> so do you want to use burst of strength, which will give you fatigue points, or do you want to just use regular strength? Uh, let's go with Burst of Strength. Okay. And I'm going to join in on okay. the tearing of the machine. Okay. You can with a Burst of Strength. Uh, nine. Okay, nine. Five. So you've made significant progress. You've pulled off a lot of panels, and there are things of wires, and there's actually a hose with liquid eggs, like like, you know, coming out of it and stuff. And there's also one with water and one with soapy water. I just bought this suit. But like I said, you are making progress. Morgan, did you did, you, did your character introduce yourself to Sparks yet? Uh, I would say on the way over, I remembered um, manners as well as not appearing terribly suspicious is a good idea. So I just introduced myself as Kessia and gave my academic credentials and probably um, did my best not to fangirl too much over what was happening. <laughs> okay, so you, you so this this woman's name is uh, Kessia. Kessian. 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 Kess. Yes. Sure. Okay. I so, mean. I'm just absorbing, yeah, nodding, taking her there. Random explosion occurs at a bus stop, whatever. We're on our way to Frankenstein. <laughs> That's canon now. Random explosion <laughs> happened at bus stop. I don't know how I exited Frankenstein's. Was it the same way that the main part You went? went through the, uh, the only way you ever entered or exited was through the pawn shop. Oh, okay. So you guys arrive at the pawn shop, and the windows are broken through. Like, the windows are shattered. The doors are open, and a lot of stuff looks like it's been looted. There's, in fact, an empty shelf hanging out one of the windows. 
And there's probably evidence this happened recently, as in... Yes, because it hasn't been, like, the broken glass and shit hasn't been swept up. But there's clearly a path leading to the front door where things have been dragged out of it. And I hope there's not any paths of blood showing someone being dragged. Uh, not outside. Hmm. You see this. Do you tell her that this is the entrance? Um, we're here, I, I guess... Does it usually look like this? I mean, Frankenstein's a weird person, so maybe she's remodeling. <laughs> That's a good assumption. That's a good assumption. I'm not what I'd call an interior designer, but I think normally the destruction before the construction is somewhat less chaotic than this. Well, I mean, it would keep the riffraff away, I guess. I would venture to suggest it's possible the riffraff caused this, so I'm very much on alert here. Speaking of alert, I'm going to have both of you roll alertness and perception. Ten. Four. I don't sense a threat yet, do I? You're suspicious. Kessian sees books inside. (laughs) You You see books... A various description. It looks like the looters weren't paying attention to it, so almost all of the merchandise left there is either random knickknacks, which are broken, or books, which are scattered all over the place. Hmm. Yeah, fortunately, I don't have OCD, so I'm not quite compelled to... Actually, roll your willpower. Step one down. One. You are super distracted by these books, and you immediately run over and pick up the closest one and start reading it. I would hope I would more like, I don't know, just glance at, wait, at this point in time, if you look at the back cover of a book, does it give you anything or it's just a blank sheet of paper? Oh no, there, there's descriptions on the back of the books. Oh dear God. Yes. <laughs> what do I notice? You notice a young woman running over and picking up a book to read it. No, but before that. Ah, well, uh, this woman's outfit looks weird to you. It is, yeah. Oh. It, it is very tight, thin material, and also she's wearing, like, those toe-shoe things. Uh, okay. Okay, so she's fascinated with these books, and you do smell something rotten. And probably coppery if there's enough blood around. You smell something coppery. It's probably blood. Yeah, so it's not burnt blood, so it wasn't, it wasn't an explosion. Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna still walk through, I guess, the Broken Pond store and head towards Dr. Frankenstein's lab. Okay, yeah, there's a dead man inside, and... That's different. Lots of blood all over the place. (laughs) He's uh, lying there with his throat slit. Uh... And it's near the back, and the door is closed. The secret door is closed. I guess the clones revolted? That's a good good, uh, assumption to make. (laughs) Kessian... Roll your willpower again. Four. Yay. Okay, you perk up and, like, look around, and you don't see Sparks. Well, I, presumably there's not many places he could have gone, because mm-hmm. it's probably just a straight path. Mm-hmm. Modern video game. Great. Um, yep. So, um, probably not putting down the book I was looking at earlier, and also I'm assuming the little notebook I'm carrying has at least pockets of its own, because, come on, I need writing implements and stuff, and possibly money for stuff. They're clipped into the uh, notebook. Right. Um, 
So I'm um, holding in my notebook and the book that I have not quite realized I haven't put down. No, you have not put down the book. Yeah, and also presumably it's comparable in size to my notebook instead of those huge, you will break your back if you carry this five steps kind of research book. Fair enough. Yeah, so I go to track him down because, oh, yeah, this is exciting, but I probably can't get very far without my guide. Right, so he's standing over a body and pool of drying blood. Hmm. Do you have any idea what could have happened here? Nope. Roll your uh, vitality and willpower. Uh, six. Seeing this dead body, you involuntarily start to blend into the background. Oh, dear. Did you say something when you walked over to Sparks? Um, yeah, I was... That was Cassian saying, do you have any idea what could have happened here? Okay, do you turn to look at her, or do you just speak? I'm, I would assume I'm glancing. And presumably <laughs> I walked up close enough so that he can see me out of the corner of his eye, yeah. which was, in retrospect, okay. a mistake. <laughs> did you do your bomb check? Not yet. No. You entered a new room, though. I did. Technically, I did. <laughs> That is a strong will to bomb. Okay, so... Or at least make something. Alright, so you're taking random bits of stuff off the counter that have just been sprayed there, including a broken cash register and credits lying all over the place. Yeah, so I'm totally improvising and naive. But also you notice that the woman who you walked in with is now the same color as the floor and shelves next to her. Like, her whole body is just the color of the shelves and floor next to her. So presumably, uh, say dark peach. brown. Oh, well, I was already dark brown. I guess the tattoos faded but with, away. With, with like wood grain oh. and stuff like that. <laughs> There's just a floating suit. <laughs> Actually, about that. Yeah, no, no. You don't see a suit anymore. You just see her whole body is covered in like wood grain and like shelving. Floating notebook with a book underneath it. I gotta remind. Raspberry, that that drink was amazing and he's going to give it to me <laughs> next time. Excellent. Also, <laughs> I picked a bad day to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> so, Cassian, you are involuntarily... Uh, do you want to... When you realize this, do you want to try to change it back or do you just want to leave yourself camouflaged? Um, well, if he doesn't particularly care, I think... He's, um, he's like raised an eyebrow and is just like cobbling things together at random and... Yeah, um, not being terribly visible is probably a good move right now, so I'm just going to make like this is completely normal and not shift back because <clears throat> he knows where I am. People walking in may or may not. Yes, there's the floating book, but you know, we're in a bookshop. It could just be pinned against the wall somehow. Bookshop really. covered in blood. Just, <laughs> just don't want to, you know, lock and cock the fucking grenade launcher and just walk in and find. Dr. Frankenstein. Okay, so you put the improvised explosive device down or in your pocket. Do you leave it or do you... I bring it with me. Okay, okay. So <laughs> do you do you open the secret door or do you blast it open? I mean, wait, that was the door I came in and out of from? Yeah, well, you know how to open it. Yeah, then I open it. Okay, good. You open it. Yeah. So Cassian, he opens up a secret passage that leads into a corridor. Actually, no, it doesn't lead into a corridor. It leads into a lounge. But you enter the facility. Meanwhile, Rose, roll your resistance. Twelve! She perfect it. Box guard! It's a crit. Yes. Okay, yeah, so you snap out of it. And and Pauline is sitting there next to you, like, just patting you on the shoulder, and it's like, Are you okay? Probably her breathing will change to yeah, something a little yeah. bit more relaxed. We spent 
three episodes to you to gain normalcy after a headshot. Yeah. So well, I don't think you've been normal since this show was started. Yeah, so you're feeling you're feeling better. It's been like four or five, actually. She's been dying since the show started. Yes. Little did you know. Aren't we all technically dying? Well, she was dying faster. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so, so her breathing has probably changed. Probably whatever tension is starting to kind of leak out. Okay. Not being able to see that has helped. Okay. So she'll 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 kind of nod. She's like, I think, I think I'm coming back to myself now. Thank you. Okay. And by the way, the cat is just like it's like crawled over to you and is like has its like little front paws up up against like your side and is like looking up into your eyes and going meow. Being used to having pets, she'll just start petting the cat, not thinking about the fact that this is the walking through wall cat. She's just like the cat is purring. It's comforting. Yes, the cat is purring and like nuzzling its head against your the palm of your hand because it's claiming you, <laughs> like cats do. Are you feeling better? Are you ready to deal with whatever the hell that explosion was? There was an explosion. Uh, yeah, about that. We should probably go join the others. Because I have a feeling we're going to have to kill some people. <sighs> okay. She, like, gathers herself, gets up off the floor as best she can in a dress and everything. She's like, lead the way. <laughs> because she doesn't trust herself yet to, to do that. Okay, so Dr. Frankenstein, uh, meanwhile, uh, has gone up and gotten her card and Alana's card and is goes up to the door and is like, Why did you block the door, Jimmy? Because Space Moana over there is looking pretty angry. No, we need to get out there. And by the way, she's also now has gotten a shotgun. So she's holding two cards and a shotgun. And it's like, we need to get those people out of the main room. Okay, just gestures over to Alana. It's like, help. <laughs> Starts pulling at the thing. Okay, so. Alana has as much strength as you do. Then so, we gotta work together. <laughs> okay. Little bit use, girl. Use either strength or burst of strength. I'm not gonna burst the strength. Okay. Four. Four. You guys move the cabinet out of the way. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. You, honestly, we are both intelligent people. You gotta keep me in the form. And she's like, Dr. Frankenstein collects herself and says, Okay, I believe we can all do this. This is all going to be fine. Everything is fine. Everything is going to be great. Everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. She's chanting this to herself. Level with me. How fucked are we? If we can't get into that room, I can't complete my experiment, and I will be very angry. You're always angry. <laughs> Good point. Let's table that for now and go kill some pirates. Okay. Wait! And she stops, and she says, Alana, I need you to get the Yithian device from the room Rose was in just now. Alana knows exactly what she's talking about, mm -hmm. so she'll nod. And I want you to bring it up almost to the operating theater, but not quite. I don't want it to get shot. Okay. Alright. So... She heads out the door and kind of stealths her way up to the corner and, like, peeks around to see where the pirates are at. Meanwhile, Rose and uh, Pauline, I'm guessing you've exited the room now? If, if, if Pauline has exited, Rose is following. Okay, so... Rose will have her sword out because that's what she's most comfortable using, okay. but it's weird because her body's still kind of weird. Okay, but it feels more balanced now for some reason. Okay, so you are, you have only your sword out? At this time, yes. Okay. Because she doesn't want to accidentally shoot somebody. She feels <laughs> jumpy. And Pauline has one of her sword blades out 
as well. And they're coming down the corridor, and they see Alana going in the opposite direction as them. Does Alana stop and talk to them, or does she just move past? How big is the corridor again? Like, not that uh, fairly wide. I mean, two people can walk down it shoulder to shoulder. Well, is she coming toward them? Yeah, she's coming yeah. toward them. So, oh. if, if, if Alana sees them, she might acknowledge that they exist. Wave. Not wave, but more like make eye contact and do a nod, and she won't stop unless they stop her. Okay. <laughs> does does Rose want to uh, say anything to her, or just like... This is probably the first time she's been standing and seeing Alana walk by. And, and she's very tall. She she's taller than Pauline. And yeah. Pauline is six foot one. Yeah. Isn't Pauline gonna, like, ask what's going on? She's the first person she's seen since the explosion. Okay. No, she's not. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but then again, Rose has probably seen Martians before, but this is probably still the first time she's been standing next to Alana. Yeah. And she'll nod as well, because that's the polite thing to do. Right. Pauline's a very right here, right now. We've seen right so now. much, we just don't care for information. <laughs> Who is going to kill me right now? I need to deal with them right now. And that's it. <laughs> Giant Martian attacking me? No? Move on. <laughs> Basically. Walking past two women with swords drawn? No problem. <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, do you, so you just, she just walks past. Yeah, she'll just walk past unless they stop her. Okay, now in front of you is Dr. Frankenstein holding a shotgun, leaning, and she sees you, and she gestures toward the corner, and like, not saying anything, but is like, making gestures towards her eyes, and is like, pointing out around the corner, and then she cocks her shotgun. Okay, now... Now Rose will pull her gun. <laughs> Which one? You have three. She'll use one of the fancy block guns. Okay. So now you have one of those. Yes. Am I that still ambidextrous? Cool. You're still ambidextrous. Okay, then it doesn't matter if I have a sword in one hand and a gun Is it in the, the one other. you got from the portal? Yeah. Or it can be either. It can be either. Uh, is it the one in the holster or the one not in the holster? We'll go for the one not in the holster. Okay, that's the Since one I have got. the time to pull it out. Okay. Now, Kess and... Uh, Kessian and Sparks... Moving down the corridor, you pass some doors uh, to bedrooms, I guess. You know, there. I mean, I would. I've been to the. You've been in this facility, so you know directly in front of you is the operating theater. Right, which is probably where I'm heading in. There's the sound of breaking glass and tables being overturned, <clears throat> and basically the place is being wrecked. Okay. Okay, do you. How do you proceed? Proceed with passion. Okay. Now, uh. Kessian, you're still camouflaged for the pawn shop. This room is different colors. It's basically concrete and slate gray. Well, actually, how quickly can I shift colors? Because I'd like it to be so that if I need to, I can go completely invisible at a moment's notice. Okay, yeah, so you can you can ready active camouflage, I'll right. say, before combat. All right. So, But I'm going to count this as a passive camouflage right now. Okay, so she's in passive camouflage, and she's basically changed to slate gray color now, and is just walking along with you. And you are, are you charging towards the uh, operating theater? I mean, I'm gonna make my way to the door, I guess, mm -hmm. and then look at who's on the other side. Okay. Quick spot check, I guess. Do I see Moana? I don't... <laughs> her name is... You don't know her name, but... Okay, hang on. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even know who's there. Who, who's Moana? Is Why does just... Sparks know there's a Moana? <laughs> it was a very popular movie. Okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> In 1929. Yeah. 
Yeah, instead of Snow White. It transcends time. She's saying if it is Roll a quick stealth and agility check. Ten. Okay, so you are leaning up against the left side of the door, and you're looking out. Unfortunately, the raised platform is slightly in your in your way. So you see there are at least, as you can see, five pirates, and one of them is very tall and wearing armor. She's a Polynesian woman with tattoos on her. Totally just gonna get the jump on him and just start lobbing grenades in this facility. I don't see Frankenstein, right? You don't see Frankenstein. But I see pirates. You see pirates. Very obviously pirates. Very, okay, yeah. Time to go be like cos- They're not cosplayers, right? They're just pirates. They're breaking shit. Like, actively. Like, one of them has an axe and is chopping up a table. Use explosives? Not interested. I'm going to respond with explosives. Now, here's the question. Are you throwing your improvised device, or are you lobbing a grenade? Both. Yeah, so roll athletics and agility to throw shit, and roll agility and heavy weapons to fire your uh, grenade launcher. Nine Nine. for the throw. Nine again. (laughs) Okay, so I'm guessing you would have been targeting the closest... Or, or the densest oh, cluster. <laughs> yeah, dense cluster. I'm just going for explosions here. Well, actually, did I see Roland? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is in that operating room. <laughs> actually, yes. Where are you aiming these things? No, I'm going for the dense cluster. I know. Okay, so with which? The throne or the rocket powered? Everything's going towards the dense cluster. Okay, everything. You managed to throw the grenade <laughs> fairly far, but not quite far enough. You did, it basically it rolled towards the closest pirate, and he is just meat chunks at this point. So you lob the grenade, it exploded first, and it's just meat chunks and money flying everywhere. (laughs) So you made a money bomb, and and now it's meat chunks and money flying everywhere. The rocket-propelled grenade flew towards the middle of the room, Towards towards the largest cluster of pirates, which includes the large Polynesian woman, a man with a headband and holding two pistols, uh, two of the subordinates, and also an old man in a bed who they were standing around poking with guns and stuff, but he wasn't responding. And I think that's where we're going to call it. This has been Ethernautica. You can follow us on Twitter at Ethernautica. You can also follow us on our website, ethernauticapodcast.com. I am your Game Master. You can follow me on Twitter at double underscore deadline. Joining me today is Kelly. Hi, this is Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at MightBeKelly or on the guild's Vixens of the Void at the Guildcast. And Stylus. I'm Stylus. You can catch me at Hey Laughing Boy on Twitter. You can also check out my other project, Dragon Ball Rebellion. And you can catch that on Twitter as well at Dragon Ball Rebel. And again, I'd like to thank Mike for playing the role of Sir Ralph Maddock and Keith Sparks Cooper. And I'd like to thank Morgan for playing the role of Kessian. I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank Emily, a friend of the show, for voicing the role of Hellcat Pauline. And another big thanks to Emerald who is voicing the mysterious Dr. Frankenstein. You can check out her other work with Grim Goblin Jack on YouTube. Links in the show notes. The role of Alana was played by Kelly, 
and the role of Dr. Jimmy Dean was played by Stylus. And speaking of Stylus, make sure to check out his other shows at Novelty Stylus SoundCloud, links in the show notes, both of which, fantastic new shows, Pirates of Wild Space, and Random Item Procurement. And all music used in this podcast was made by the very talented Kevin McLeod. Uh, you can find his work at incompetech.com. Full description and credits in the show notes. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, see you again soon. Bye. <laughs>
Right. So he's standing over a body and pool of drying blood. Huh. Do you have any idea what could have happened here? Nope. It's obviously a paper cut accident. <laughs> Kessian, you you're still camouflaged <laughs> for the pawn shop. This room is different colors. It's basically concrete and slate gray. So yeah, let's roll to match that. You don't. You're not in combat right now. You don't have to roll for it. Oh. But is it passive or active camouflage? Active, just to be safe. Okay, you completely disappear. You are. Uh, wait, <coughs> sorry. Then um, just not. Can I disappear to the point that I, there's a visible outline? Because I want to be visible, but then to make myself completely invisible at a moment's notice or. Is the shift so you can the, you you can use passive camouflage to change to the color of the walls and floor. Okay, yeah, because um, I think for, um, to make things easier, I should be like visible, but um, well, like I said, outline. Yeah, yeah, no, you're that's what that's what uh, passive camouflage is. Oh, all right, so yeah, because that way, um, well, actually, how quickly can I shift colors? Because I'd like it to be so that if I need to, I can go completely invisible at a moment's notice. Okay, yeah, so you can you can ready active camouflage, I'll right. say, before combat. Yes, but how quickly do I shift? Because it would be ideal if I could be completely visible and then snap, I'm in invisible, but I would imagine... Okay, so I'm going to say if you have active camouflage ready, it won't count as an action point okay. in order to change it. But... If you don't have it ready, it will take a full action point to change. Okay, so I can walk along fully visible and then just be ready to... Yeah. No. All right, perfect. So, but I'm going to count this as a passive camouflage okay. right now. Okay, so she's in passive camouflage, and she's basically changed to slate gray color now. Hello again. Okay, um, so I just uploaded 8-2. Not that that matters. You'll already see it when you're listening to this. Um... <laughs> Man, the outside critters got a lot louder just then. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so if you need me because of that, if <laughs> if somebody is chittering out there, I'll try and redo the line. But if you need me to redo this later at night or something, when, good lord, when they're not outside, um, let me know and I can re-record it. Okay. So session nine, uh, timestamp 120. Rose? She's a Polynesian woman with make tattoos way, on her face. <laughs> These are the coconuts. <laughs> These are the coconuts. I've never seen this movie, so. No, we need to do that after the Prepare story. for combat! Okay. So no. Are you shouting or are you firing? No, I'm you singing doing? the Moana song and I'm about to make way with coconuts. <laughs>